Welcome back to Enjoy Every Sandwich. This is episode two, Whatever Gets You By. I am still your host, Zach. And whether you listened to our first episode or watched our first episode, or this is the first time that you are watching or listening, um, thank you for, for taking the time. What's interesting is I actually recorded about seven and a half minutes of an episode, of this episode. And I decided to look down at my microphone just to make sure that everything was okay. And I noticed the red light which meant I was not talking to anyone except myself. And I went back and I played the video, and sure enough, the video was completely silent. So I feel like I lost a little bit of momentum, but we're just going to push through here. Um, you know, it's been it's been kind of a long road between episode one and episode two. Um, episode one was something that I recorded, and I wasn't sure if I was just going to leave it for myself or if I was going to, you know, make it something that... I wanted to release uh, subsequent episodes and um, whether or not there was a, a focus and, and a drive and, and some reason that people would want to come back and listen. Um, and so I sat on that for quite a while and I wasn't really sure, but you know, I, I showed that episode to a couple of close friends, um, some family members and you know, everyone really liked it. And I, I, I really think that the people that, that I am friends with and the people that I surround myself with would not um, just sort of give me, uh, you know, like false, like, oh, hey, this is great, you know, if it wasn't something that they enjoyed, you know, I think they would be pretty unafraid to tell me that it wasn't good. So, you know, I, I sat on that some more and then I decided that I was just going to do it. And, you know, it's, it's something that, that helps me. And, um, you know, I've gotten messages from people surprisingly people that I haven't spoken to in a long time and they you know message me and, and and thank me for doing it and you know so that was that was really nice and I think that helped push me um, into doing a second one and so um, that's where we are now I think um, I think for me the focus of this show is going to be uh, not only something for me because episode two will just be me but moving forward, you know, I want to have people on here um, that I know that are that are, you know, open enough to come on and share their experiences and the things that they've gone through. Because I think sometimes we can be a little bit locked into our own reality. Um, I think we can we can rock, walk around every day and think that you know the only problems in the world that matter are the things that are going on to us right now and. Certainly that can't be the case because there's millions upon millions of people in the world. And so why are your problems more important than the next person? And so for me, the most pow powerful stories that I've heard are ones that I've never experienced because, you know, you're just, you're going through life and, and everyone has a different upbringing. Everyone has different experiences. People do different things in life. And so they go through things that you could never imagine, you know, you, you, you could never imagine that happening to you. And so that, that to me, um, or those types of things to me are the ones that resonate the most. And certainly, you know, we all have common issues and common things that, um, that happen to us and, and being able to relate to people is, is really important because I think it helps you get a better understanding that, you know, you're, you're not. For, for me, I, I think a lot of these thoughts that go on in my head, you know, it's like, uh, I think that I'm an insane human being and no one's ever had these thoughts before. No one's ever gone through anything like this before. And it's like, mm, probably everyone's gone through something very, very similar. 
Um, and so it, it's a really grounding experience. Um, it's something where you just, you know, you, you recognize that you're not, you're truly not alone. You really are never alone. There's always going to be someone out there um, that has gone through what you've gone through or something similar. And so, yeah, it's just been really helpful for me. And I want to take that, that, that feeling that I get when I, when I have those, you know, when I hear those stories and hear those experiences, I want to take that feeling and I would love to share it with people. And so I think that's my focus moving forward after this episode is to really capture that and capture, you know, a moment in time in someone's life. And, uh, you know, whether 10 people listen or, or five, you know, it, it's sort of irrelevant to me. Um, you know, because I, I, like I said, the people that have reached out to me have, um, you know, it, it's helped them so that that to me is all that matters. And, you know, recording, um, on video, I'm, I'm always like, uh, because you don't have to, you don't have to watch this, you know, you can listen to it on whatever, you know, streaming platform. I should say that we are on, we right now, it's just me, but we are on Spotify, um, Stitcher, Amazon Music. I'm currently waiting for Apple Podcasts to approve it. I don't know why it's taken so long, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, and then, of course, on YouTube. And so I think part of me is like, you can tell I haven't gotten a haircut um, since the last episode and, and I'm going later. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll just record it later after my haircut. But I don't know. For some reason at uh, 7.45 in the morning, I just had the urge to do it. And, you know, I think for me, if I have the urge to do something, it's better to just do it because, um, you know, I, I don't know when I'll have the motivation to do it again. Um, so I just decided to, to do it, but I, I think that's, that's sort of in the direction that I'm heading into, um, which what I want to make the focus of this episode is the things that I've done or the coping mechanisms that, that I've learned to get through moments like, like that, where, you you come up with all these excuses not to do something or you come up with all these reasons why you know oh i'll focus on that tomorrow you know i'll 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 get better on that tomorrow um well you know tomorrow in in the the little description of this podcast you know tomorrow is not a guarantee um you know so everything's got to be about today and that's not to say you shouldn't plan for tomorrow but you shouldn't think that you know, you're always going to have an opportunity to to improve and you're always going to have an opportunity to, um, you know, work on something in the future. You know, you've got to start working on something now. And so, you know, here we are. Um, I, I sort of, uh, I, I want to talk about, you know, a lot of the things that I think are, are kind of, maybe they're touchy subjects, you know, like maybe there's just things that, that people are super uncomfortable about, but uh, for me, it's the only way to, to get through it. And so, um, so that's going to be the focus of this episode. And, you know, I touched a little bit on, um, I, I touched a lot on myself in, in episode one, but one of the things I talked about was the issues that I was having, um, in college before I actually came to California. And so for, for context, I grew up, um, in Massachusetts and, you know, Massachusetts and California, completely different places, you know, different lifestyles, different people, different mindsets. Um, so, you know, after college, uh, where I was having some, some issues, you know, I came to California and 
it was a, a really great experience um, to learn about a new type of culture and to meet new people, um, to meet uh, just just to meet a different way of living. You know, it, it was really eye opening for me, and uh, I think the one thing that I've learned is that you know these thoughts and these feelings that you have the negative ones are not your fault. They're, they're very involuntary. They could happen at the greatest moment in your life, or they could happen, you know, just driving to work, uh, walking anywhere, you know, and, and so despite all of the, the good things that, that happen, um, and that happened to me that summer, you know, the thoughts start to creep in again. And so, the first thing that really worked for me was getting a, a handle on eating healthy and getting some exercise because, you know, um, I never looked at the nutritional value of anything when I was eating it growing up. I never, you know, I, I just, I never did. And so, you know, I, I, when I was having these issues, um, I got my, my blood pressure taken and it was like, something ridiculous, you know, like, like you should be dead kind of blood pressure. And I, I realized how much sodium I was eating and like how, how much sodium was in the food that I was eating. And, um, so like, for example, <laughs> those, uh, those cans of like the fake cheese that you, that you dip chips in, you know, there's, there's like three days worth of sodium in one of those. And I might eat half of them, you know, half of a can or something. It was just insane, and so uh, the first the first thing that I started doing was was watching my sodium intake, and then I found uh, the Atkins diet, which I, I bought the book and I, I read it from like you know front to back in like a day, and I really started focusing on on that and and cutting out carbs, and you know I was I was getting these uh, measuring cups of. Um, and just putting like raw broccoli in there and going, okay, well, this is how much, and just using the raw broccoli as a snack. Um, and I started exercising and it wasn't a lot, you know, I was just going out for, for like brisk walks, a little bit of jogging. And, you know, in three months I, I managed to lose like 60 pounds or something not necessarily like you would expect that to happen every single time. Um, Cause I, I've gone back and forth and lost 60 pounds a number of times, but um but that really kept things in focus. You know, I, I had something to focus on and that was the things that I was putting in my body. And I felt like the really healthy things, you know, healthy food, healthy mind kind of thing. Um, and it was just really helpful. It was, it was something that I, for the first time, I was sort of taking control of the things that were happening to me because, you know, certainly I think this is perpetuated a lot. Um, in movies and film and, you know, having washboard abs is not uh, necessarily a realistic goal, um, especially if you start so far behind, but, you know, just, just having, having some little bit of control of, of what you're putting in your body and, and the choices that you're making, it can be a really powerful thing. And I think that's a difficult, it's a difficult thing for some people to understand because some people don't have, you know, like, like my brother, for example, has just a metabolism that I, I'm not sure why it didn't 
uh, end up inside of me, but you know, like his, his metabolism is he could eat a row of Oreos and he would lose two pounds the next day. So, you know, some people don't, don't have that problem, but it can be really, really um, empowering to finally take control of that aspect of your life and, you know, get out there and exercise and, and exercise to me, you know, was always something where I'd throw some, some music on and just go for a walk or something. And the good thing about the area I'm in is it's really hilly. And so you get a lot of different, um, you know, elevations and you're, you're pushing and you're, you know, um, you're just, you're just putting your body through a really good exercise. And, you know, I think you, because you're alone and you're spending that time, you know, just sort of with your own thoughts, I think you can process all of, all of the things that are going on with you, um, through those moments. And, it's just, to me, it, it just really helped me process a lot of the things that was going on, um, that were going on. Um, so, so yeah, the, the dieting and exercise thing has been a, a big part of, of my life since then. It's been about 10 years. And, you know, I, I'm certainly not like where I want to be in terms of, um, you know, my weight and all that stuff. But uh, one thing I've learned is that you know, binging on food and binging on, you know, let's say you drink alcohol or something, you know, that, that is something that will give you some measure of joy in the moment, but for the long run, it's not going to help you, you know, you're going to find yourself feeling even more helpless, because you're creating a whole nother set of problems for yourself. And it took me a long time to learn, that. it really did, because I would you know, go on these things, do exercise, and then I'd lose a bunch of weight. And then it's like, oh, well, now I can have, now I can go down and get a pizza by myself and just eat, you know, eat the whole thing. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's definitely a yo-yo effect. Um, but, but yeah, I think, you know, for me, that, that was something that really worked. And uh, so I did that um, really religiously for about a year. And that really helped me. And then um, during that period of time, I, I wasn't working, you know, so I, I think that was my only focus. And and so when I finally got that under control, um, I developed uh, just this issue where I felt like I had to go to the bathroom all the time. Like I felt like I had to pee constantly. And, and so I would go and then I would, two minutes later, I would have to pee. I would feel like I would have to pee again. And this was a recurring problem for about six months. Um and eventually I, I just decided like, you know, and I was going like, I would go into the bathroom and I would say, okay, like I would just go and uh, get, get it over with. And then it would happen again. And I would do it over and over and over until I finally was like, this is either a medical problem or it's just something where I'm, I'm perpetuating, you know, these thoughts and I'm perpetuating this, this thing going on. So um, when I went to all the doctors or whatever, and we, we ruled out it was a medical problem, um, nobody ever said to me anything about it being a mental issue. You know, nobody, they, they prescribed me something and they're like, oh, well, it's probably an infection. You should just take this. And when that didn't work, um, I kind of figured out on my own that it was all in my head and I started to ignore it. Um, and, you know, uh, this can't, I can't say that it went away. But what did happen was that I finally, you know, found a job that um, I started to to work on a daily basis. And, you know, I had never, like, I never had a job before that. My, my parents never made me get a job or, you know. Um, and that isn't a, a criticism or anything, you know, it's just 
they never forced me to get a job. And so I didn't really quite understand what it was like to work a full-time job. And so when I started doing that, it gave me another focus. You know, it gave me, um, it gave me something to, to think about every day, all day long. And so I noticed like probably a week or two after working that that problem basically went away on its own. And it was just another example of here is something that, you know, can take you away from, you know, constantly thinking about what's wrong with you. Um, because I think that's, that's a big part of it is you, you sit around and if you're not really doing anything, you know, if you're, if you're just sort of living in this space where um, you're, you're very, you're not very like, uh, I guess for lack of a better word, mobile or, or, you know, you're, you're just sort of existing, you know, you can't, you can't really move past your problems because you're just only and solely focused on those, on that. Um, so that, that was really, that was really helpful for me. Um, and it seems kind of silly because, you know, the thing about it is I, I didn't graduate college, so I wasn't looking for, you know, for, for me, I was looking for like a career. I was looking for something that I could focus on because, you know, college and, and school just was never my, my greatest strength. Um, so <laughs> I was looking for a career, something to focus on, and I managed to find that, you know, which I, I felt pretty lucky because um, it was in the same industry that my dad worked in and he got me a job. And so I think just having like, like just having like a vision and ideas and like goals and, and, and it, it seems like a really simple thing, but you know, I always had a hard time um, visualizing those things for myself. So in order for me to be able to do that, really pushed everything aside and I was given a purpose. And that was great. You know, that, that was, that was another like, you know, epiphany moment for me because I realized that there was more to life than, you know, these issues, but you know, certainly um, you could look at it from another perspective and say, well, you know, it's just a distraction. I didn't really, and it's true. I didn't really deal with the problems. You know, I, I didn't think about why these things were happening. I just thought about these things are happening and here's something that I can focus on instead of this thing. Um, but, you know, you, you, you learn through time that um, you do have to <laughs> face your, you face your problems, but, but yeah, certainly having a purpose and, and, you know, starting to think about, you know, what, what life is going to be just for you, um, was, was something that, that really helped me. And, um, to jump over into like activities and stuff like that, because I should say that, you know, there are still going to be things that, that come up and still, um, today, you know, I posted something on um, the Facebook page, and it was, it was a little earlier, and um, I have been talking with um, a crisis text line, because these moments where you just feel completely um, overwhelmed and unable to process and un unable to to find your way to sort of like, you know, I, having this, this, this ball of just, I don't know how to describe it, but it's, it's sort of like your head is just cluttered with, with things and you can't really 
sift through them. Um, you can't, you can't even formulate a thought. And, you know, for me, um, I had one of those moments, I've had a lot of those moments lately, um, but I had one yesterday. And what happened yesterday was, um, you know, to go back to the, the thing where I said that if you, if you focus on, you know, eating food or drinking alcohol that, that um, isn't good for you, you can use that as a momentary uh, relief, but it's not going to help you in the long run. And so I, I haven't really, uh, I certainly um, am not someone that drinks a lot, but I've noticed lately that I, I've really tried to stay away from it um, because I find that it can be really easy to slip into moments where you're using it for those reasons. And so I had a little bit of alcohol yesterday, not, not very much. Um, and I got very, very uh, emotional and, and it, it made it so that I just couldn't really think about anything, you know, basically everything that I was going through in that moment just came to in one and I, I was unable to, to sift through it. And so you know, luckily for me, I found this crisis hotline and really all you have to do, um, I think it's crisistextline.org and all you have to do is text 741741 and you just say like, hello, and they connect you with somebody and then you start talking. Um, and, you know, it's not supposed to be um, a complete solution to your problems, but what they do really, really well is they, they sort of talk you off the ledge, you know, they, because... I've reached out to a lot of friends and, and stuff and, you know, when I'm feeling like that, but, you know, I, I hate to, I hate to be someone that, that only reaches out to people when you're going through something. And I, I don't think that I am, but at the same time, I want to be cognizant of the fact that everyone has their own problems and they might not always be emotionally available to, to help you and to, to deal with what you're dealing with, because, you know, a lot of times what you're dealing with is just so far, like, out of their scope, you know, at that moment. So it's really helpful for me to talk to somebody. And so I connect to them and they just, you know, they ask you questions, they, they talk you through what you're feeling. And, um, you know, in the past, I think I didn't have someone, like I didn't have an experience where this person um, that I was texting was, you know, helping me to come up with new methods of, of uh, dealing with things. They just sort of, you know, talked me off a ledge and they said, okay, well, here's some, some resources for you. But yesterday, um, the conversation went on for a while and we spoke about just different things that were specific to my life that I could do um, in, in moments like just to get out um, uh, to get out of this, these feelings and to, to just, you know, especially when you work remote, um, uh, which I do. And, you know, I would say also for, for, for the, the times that we're in, you know, um, the pandemic certainly has, uh, perpetuated and, you know, raised the, raised the amount of, of, uh, mental health issues that people are having because they're oftentimes isolated and, um, you know, just unable to even leave their apartment. And so um, I was like that 
for quite a while, um, probably until uh, probably until the vaccines came, and, and I'm still a little bit like that. But we spoke about just getting out of the house, you know, like go for a walk for ten minutes. And it's true because you know, really, the the, the most amount of exercise besides the the very underutilized um, treadmill that is propped up on the wall behind me. Um, the only type of exercise or, you know, stuff that happens outside of the house is when I walk my dog a couple times a day. And so I think just getting outside and going for walks um, was one of the things that we spoke about. And so, you know, I, I, I want to stress that, um, you know, maybe, maybe talking to someone is not exactly, you know, your favorite thing to do in the world, you know, and I was like that for a long time, but having the opportunity to text, like, let's say you don't want to call, like, uh, I haven't called the the suicide hotline before, because one of the interesting questions that, that people ask you is, you know, have you had thoughts of suicide? And so, you know, that, that was one of the questions that I was asked yesterday. And I said, yes, um, I have had thoughts about not wanting to deal with the pain and the thoughts that I'm feeling. And then they, the, the next question that they ask is how would you commit suicide? And I thought that was a really strange question. I, I didn't, I wasn't like, um, offended, but I was sort of taken aback. Like, well, that's really like, that's really direct. Um, and I had to think about it. And when I responded, I said, no, I, I, I have no idea. Um, I really don't know because, you know, I just, it just never got so far for me to say, yep, I've picked out my method and I've picked out, you know, what I would do and this and that and the other thing. Um, and they really use that as a way to get your state of mind. And, you know, if they think that you actually are, you know, suicidal and intending on doing something, um, then they can sort of spring into action, uh, which, I learned actually because um, at the end of my crisis hotline, uh, crisis text line conversation, I decided that I was going to go into therapy. And so I contacted um, my insurance and I decided to get, um, I decided to go through my insurance and find a therapist. And and so um, one of the things that my insurance does is they, they ask you, you know, what, why? Why do you want to do this? And so you go through it. And, and I had this conversation with this person. And I said, you know, <laughs> this question was really kind of like, it was almost jarring and way too personal in a way. And she, so she explained to me why they asked that. And I thought that was really interesting because I think I can personally feel a lot of shame uh, reaching out because while I might be feeling like I'm not, I don't want to deal with something anymore, um, it's, it, I, I felt shame because I, I, I had never thought about how I would do it. And um, so I never felt like I, I was uh, in the right frame of mind to even call the suicide hotline, you know, like, I, I didn't feel like I didn't want to take away from someone that was really having a crisis. And, you know, I think that that level of shame um, that you feel is just something you have to get over and it's not easy, you know, and it takes time, but you know, these people are here to help you. And I, I really can't like say enough about, you know, organizations and, um, 
brands like that, you know, the people like that. I, I can't say enough. If, if you're really, really having a moment where you can't even push through enough to say, I'm going to take a walk and calm down, then, you know, there are things out there. There are places out there that you can, you can call. You don't want to call and talk to somebody. You can text. You don't want to text somebody. You can get on your computer and you can type to them. You know, there are so many, so many things out there. Um, and I really, really encourage people to utilize them because that's what they're there for. Um, and so I think the biggest takeaway from, from all of this is that I decided to start therapy because I think in the past, although I am on an antidepressant, which has really helped me sift through a lot of the things that um, a lot of the thoughts and a lot of the feelings and, you know, cause I was really incapable of doing that before. And that was one of my biggest problems was I would fixate on something and I wasn't able to push through it. But there are so many things that I just don't understand about myself and, you know, so many things that I don't understand about the situations that I go through and, and why I'm feeling a certain way about something when, you know, I, I can recognize, you know, my thoughts, I, my, my, my brain has been able to process the things that have happened to me, but I can't get past the emotions of it, despite knowing that something is good or something is bad for me. So if I, if I go through something and I can process, you know, what happened and I can say, okay, like, I, I understand why this happened now. I understand why this wasn't a good thing for me, or I understand why this wasn't a good thing for another person. I can recognize that and it's completely logical, but I can't move past the emotions. Why? What is it that I'm upset about? What is it really that is bothering me? And I think there are just so many things that people don't understand about themselves through their past experiences, through the things that they've gone through. And, you know, that's, that's where, that's where therapy is, is going to hopefully help me understand a little bit more about, you know, the things that I fixate on and the things that bother me, because I think I want, I, I don't want to be burdened by the emotions any longer. I don't, you know, why, why? I, I, I just, it seems unnecessary. If your brain is telling you one thing, but your body is telling you another, you know, why, why can't I connect the two? Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I haven't gone through it yet, but, you know, I, I have people that I've spoken to that, that go to therapy and they, they talk about it religiously, you know, it's really important to them. And so for me, yeah, I'm just really looking forward to it. And I, I hope that, you know, if someone else um, has been thinking about it, or if someone else, you know, is curious about whether it would help them or not, um, I, I think all you can do is just try it. If you try it once and you hate it, at least you tried it, you know, um, and a lot of times insurance will pay for it, you know, you just go in and you you might pay a deductible or whatever. But you know, it's not like you've got to pay so much money to, to get these experiences, you know, I think it's just something that you should, you should try once. Um, and if it helps you, it helps you. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. But um, it's just sort of, you know, another one of those things where it's like, I am willing to try anything, anything to, you know, get my mind off of whatever, XYZ. Um, and I think that's really important. 
So I'm looking forward to that. Um, you know, some of the smaller things that have helped me, um, music is really important to me. And I think I've sort of fixated a lot on lyrical content. Uh, the, the favorite, my favorite person in any of my favorite bands is always the singer. And maybe that's like my pipe dream one day was to be like the lead singer of a band or like, you know, capable of writing um, meaningful words that connect with people. And so I think there's two, there's two ways to look at it, right? There's the lyrics that are pretty straightforward and, you know, the things that you throw in the car and you imagine yourself uh, screaming at another person or, you know, just yelling out the window or something. Um, like, uh, raging against the machine, you know, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me, that, that kind of thing. And then there's the ambiguity and um, the lyrics that are that are sort of left up to interpretation. And those, I think, are my favorite because of all the things that you go through, you can you can look at songs in five different ways. And you can like you can take something you can take away something from any song and apply it to, you know, all five of those things that you go through. And, um, you know, they they all apply. It applies in different ways each time. I really like that. I really like when you know the rest of the lyrics doesn't tell you what they're writing about. They do because that kind of ruins it. You know, say like, oh, I, I think someone wrote a song about I don't know, you know, breakup, or someone wrote a song about drug abuse, drug addiction, um, and then they come out and they say, oh no, you know, like. Uh, I just like I did this because I saw a, a fly in a jar. Like oh, there's really into it at all. So for me, I, I imagine um, things that the lyrics can apply to different situations in life. That to me, music has been something. A lot of times, really saved me from. Uh, from really negative thoughts and, and so important. It's, just, it's expression, and um, you know the, the best kind of music obviously brings up emotions inside of you, and that doesn't even have to be lyrics. It doesn't have to be anything. It can be guitar playing. You know, I, that's what a lot of guitar players will say is, "I'm no good with words. I speak through my guitar." And sometimes they. Me, like, like Eddie Van Halen or, or Flash, um, Page, um, a lot of guys, you can almost you can feel what they're feeling. They some of the songs, um, and it's just it's the the magic of, of music. You know, it's it's unspoken, it's unwritten uh, in, in word format, but you know you can just hear it and feel it throughout your whole body. And um, music is really important to me and. You know that's that's something that if like if if I'm gonna go ahead and um, throw on some music to to get me through something, then that's to me that's the greatest thing. Like I throw it on when I'm exercising because uh, I'm sure a lot of people do, but it just it gets you through it. You know, so so music. Um, <clears throat> I'm I, I really like to watch TV and, and movies and stuff, and you know I find myself binging like TV shows and you know again here here's like. A craft like acting and writing and, and bringing words to life and you know just just things that people are able to do on screen that 
can touch you and affect you. Um, you know, I find myself going through periods of time where I'll binge watch, you know, <clears throat> three seasons of a show in a week or something, and then I won't watch TV for a while. Um, but it's just, you know, you, you're able to sort of transport yourself into another world. And it's just another way to, to sort of get away from, you know, reality for a little bit. Because even though I, I do think that we have a tendency to distract ourselves a little too much. Sometimes a distraction is, is really helpful. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just think like for me, I'm open to any kind of experience. Um, I have had a lot of fears. Like I spoke about in episode one, being afraid of flying. Um, and that sort of manifested itself in being afraid to be on a boat, being afraid to be anywhere basically that isn't on land. And uh, I think facing your fears like that can also be important because, you know, if you get like, if you get on a plane and, and they say this, you know, like, oh, a plane is the most, is the safest mode of travel. Um, and it's true because I drove across the country twice and I drove through some really like crazy storms in like Wyoming or whatever, where it's like, I can't even see more than five feet in front of me. And, you know, airplanes have radar and people on the ground and this and that and you know it's just tried and true and safe and i think just facing your fears in baby steps certainly um you know like i i'm i used to love boats used to love them and then i think um i became afraid of like going fast so another thing i spoke about was like sitting in the passenger seat of a car i couldn't like look out the window because we're just going too fast and I couldn't deal with it. And it was a speed thing. And then on a boat, you know, especially in the San Francisco area, it's very choppy out there because of the wind. And so the ferries are often like going up and down and up and down. And um, <laughs> it would just sort of go to my head and uh, I became afraid of that. Um, but, you know, every once in a while, it's like, you know what, I'm just going to take a ferry ride and I'm just going to, whenever I have the feeling to do it, um, I've done it. And, it might not be the greatest experience um, in the moment, but I know that every subsequent time that I do it, it's going to get easier. And so facing your fears like that, um, whatever your fear might be, I think is really important because, because why are you afraid of it? You know, what, what is the thing? I, I went, <clears throat> I went uh, rock climbing one time last summer and I kept trying to climb the wall and I kept getting higher, I think. <laughs> every time, but it was like, I would reach a certain point and my body would just stop me. And it was like, I, I can see it, you know, I can do it. Like, I, I know that I can go higher, but my body would not let me. And so in that moment, I realized I was afraid of heights. Um, and I'd love to try it again. You know, I, I would love to, to try and do that again. But um, yeah, just, just getting to the bottom of why, why am I afraid of heights? especially if I'm in an indoor rock climbing gym uh, tethered to another person and like wearing all of this gear, like what, what's the fear? Um, so yeah, I, and certainly I have a lot of work to do in that regard myself, but, but facing your fears and, and, and getting through those, just trying to understand why you're afraid of something. Um, that's really important. So, you know, um, these are all things that, that I've used um, and I've been using. Um, 
and I suspect that more will more will pop up, um, especially as I start therapy. Um, you know, I'd, I'd really like to get a handle on, you know, some of these really intense uh, moments and emotions that I feel sometimes because, you know, it, it can be crippling. Um, yesterday, I spent an hour in a spot, in one spot, and I could feel that I had to go to the bathroom and I was, I just couldn't get up, just couldn't get up. And I was staring at the wall. And uh, yeah, it was, um, it was interesting. And then the moment passes. But it's like, why? Why do you feel that way? Um, why can't you get up and move? But you just have, you don't really have any control over it. So, um, yeah, there's there's so many things that pop up, and and hopefully, um, as I discover more things, and as we go into our next couple episodes where I start to talk to people and and get an understanding of of what they go through and and what. Um, you know, what methods they use to push them through those moments, you know, hopefully um, there's something that we can all grab onto. So I know um, it's been a little, a uh, little bit of a diatribe, a little, a little loose. Um, hopefully, you know, this episode uh, was, was helpful for people. Hopefully you were able to, to take a few things out of that. Um, but I'm really looking forward to um, episodes three, four, five, however many come out, I'm really looking forward to getting a chance to speak to um, other people and to learn about them. So hopefully um, anyone that's listening, you know, is excited about that as well. And uh, until next time, um, yeah, until next time.